Hello, my name is Aisha, and the co-host's name is Asma, and a fun fact about us is that we both live in a double-story house. Wow. So this is the second part of when we of us talking about Fahrenheit 451, which is a book. It's my favorite book of all time currently. Um, if you want, you can. We we do recommend listening to the previous part, but uh, you know, if you just want to listen to this one, that's totally fine too. So yeah, enjoy. So this is the three things that you mentioned previously, which we will get into now. Um, and I think that this is this is I think really interesting stuff. So I'll just I'll just read the whole thing. We have everything we need to be happy, but we aren't happy. Something's missing. It's not books you need. It's some of the th- it's some of the things that once were in books. The same infinite detail and awareness could be projected through the radios and televisors, but are not. Take it where you find it. In old phonograph records, old motion pictures, and in old friends. Look for it in nature, and look for it in yourself. Three things are missing. Number one, having quality. And what does the word quality mean? To me, it means che- texture. This book has pores, and, and when, when it says this book, it means the Bible. The more pores, the more truthfully recorded details of life per square inch you can get on a sheet of paper, the more literary you are. That's my definition anyway. Telling detail. Fresh detail. Okay. Do you get what that means? So, um, it is true. You know, this sort of thing, you don't, you, you don't just find it in books. You can find it in other things as well. If you had to explain this to someone, what would you say? So, if they were like, like, if they were, if they, if, if, so, if you also believed in this and you were like, three things are missing. Number one, um, quality. How would you explain that to someone? Well, uh, out of all the, th- well, if I combine all the three things, I think what I found was that he was trying to say you need to find things that you are able to analyze and critique. That's what mm-hmm. I found. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and something that you don't just hear, and it's a fact. Yeah, it's something that's open to interpretation. Um, I think that's what a lot of people maybe look for when they read a book. Because that's what that's all we did in like in, uh, in English. English. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, just... we we read books that were definitely open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. You could have many different interpretations of the book. Yeah. And so, um, it's it's those types of books and movies that we should look out for. Mm-hmm. Not just the basic uh entertainment stuff. Yeah. But more so the stuff that you know, for example Jojo Rabbit, every time I watch it I find something new. Yeah. Um which is amazing. And that's how movies should be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's basically what that one's saying. Right. So do you agree with, with that? Yeah. 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 The, the, um, that a book should ha- or a movie should have pores, where you know you see something and you're like, oh okay, this connects to this thing. Oh okay, this means this thing, and it's teaching me these things. Mm. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So there we have the first thing I said we needed: quality, text, uh, quality texture of information. The second is leisure, having time to think. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that would basically be 
Um, actually, I'll just read the, read the whole thing. So, number one, as I said, quality of information. Number two, leisure to digest it. And number three, the right to carry out actions based on what we learn from the interaction of the first two. Yep, that's um, it, it, if you think about it, that's exactly what we're doing with this podcast, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Number one, we're looking at quality things that we can analyze and critique. Number two was texture. Think we can talk about, about it. Them. Yeah, we can we can carry on conversation with it. And then the number three was... What we learn from it. What we learn from it! Exactly! Yeah. That was beautiful. Which is so cool. Oh, we're listening to Ray Bradbury. Yay! <laughs> and, um, well, maybe Ray, Ray Bradbury, like, copied that from us. Yes, maybe he did. He is... He will listen to this in the future and then go back in time and write this book. Yep. Um, go us. Yes, yes. Go, go us. Ha, 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 ha. So yeah, like you know, I think it's really, I think it's a really cool way to base your life mm. or the base the information you come across. All um, information, I think. Yeah, because there is a specific quote in this book that really stood out to me, and it was basically saying something. And I, I will put it in the show notes, I guess. It's on my wall. Mm. Um, and it, the the quote was basically like, in school, what you see is people being fed information. Yep. Facts. Nothing that they can deconstruct. Mm-hmm. Just facts. Yep. The war occurred in 1994, whatever. Which war, whatever. Any war. Um, you know, um, mitochondria is a powerhouse of the cell. Yep. Um, all these sort of facts. Mm-hmm. And so, when they take all this in, they feel brilliant with the knowledge, yet they don't actually know anything. Mm. They They don't know how to think critically. They don't know... They don't have any ideas. They just have all these facts. Yeah. Um, and it makes me think of like like kids that are like, oh, like I know all this trivia. Mm-hmm. I'm so smart. Uh-huh. Like, okay, you know all this stuff. Obviously, your brain has a lot of capacity to memorize all this stuff. But, you know, what, what ideas do you have about the world and how to live your life? Um, and school, yeah, like English is about that. Like English is about thinking deeply about stuff. Yeah. But uh, like, for example, science, it can be about that, but it isn't really... You know, science, we already have technically all the answers when we're studying in, in science. Hmm. It's more about, oh, you have a question? This is the answer. Not, oh, question these things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Completely agree So it's just that. interesting. Hmm. And if we sort of molded, if we changed the way that education is given, I think that would be cool. I think we should also change what we see as, you know, a person who's knowledgeable, a person who's um, academically uh, intellectual. Because I think we we see the memorization, the facts, and everything. When a person has photographic memory, you're like, "Whoa, oh, so cool! That's yeah. amazing!" Yeah. Um, yeah. But if a person maybe has incredible analyzing or critiquing skills, that would definitely be more um, yeah. beneficial. Yeah, you could be the most knowledgeable doctor in the world and have all the clinical knowledge because you have photographic memory. But you may not know how to talk to your patients about the fact that, that they're dying, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, or you may not know how to go about dealing with a complex situation. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, I, for, to me, there's different types of intel- intelligence, right? Yeah. Be- being uh, book smart, being street smart, all that sort of stuff. It's just interesting to think about hmm. how that works and how, how each of these... Have help us in different ways. So yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one is the things you're looking for, Montag, are in the world, 
but the only way the average chap will ever see 99% of them is in a book. So I wrote on this, I wrote, very true. Yeah, when I read that, I didn't really understand. Mm. I think it's, it's most, mm, yeah, I don't really, because the thing is, that's not true. If you think about it in the literal sense of what it's saying, it's not really true because we have movies. We can experience things from that. We have planes. We have, and uh, you know, if we had, if we were, if we lived in the future, we would have transport. What is it? Transportation. The when you teleportation. Tele- yes, exactly. Transportation. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, exactly. You, you can tell that I think deeply, but I don't. I'm not book smart. Ha 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 ha. So teleportation, right? <laughs> if we're in the future, we have teleportation as well. We can go anywhere instantly, or or at least it doesn't take more than a day to get to places. Um. So I think what it's talking about here is the things you're looking for in the world are maybe the ideas, the way you should live your life or the way you should think about the world or or, or, or the more deeper meanings in life, maybe, is what it's trying to say that you will find these in books because when you read a book, you are more immersed in the story or in anything than you are when you're watching a movie. <clears throat> um, and obviously there's so many non-fiction books out there that talk about the way you... Um... But then another thing to think about is this book was written before all this media was invented. Hmm. So he doesn't actually know that podcasts exist, hmm. that movies, documentaries exist, and all that sort of stuff. He has actually probably only been exposed to... Like, the, the writer has probably only been really exposed to... to like the, you know, like movies and dramas and stuff. So, yeah, maybe we shouldn't really take this at face value. Mm. Um, but I guess I guess maybe what he's trying to say is you can get a lot out of media if you consume it correctly. Yeah. I think. You can learn a lot from it. You can get shortcuts in life, you know, rather than experiencing a lot of things and learning from it, you can read someone else's experiences and, and learn from that. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right, the next one is I don't want to change sides and just be told what to do. There's no reason to change if I do that. Mm. Yeah, I, I really like that quote. Um, because, yeah, because he, he's just saying, you know, I want to do, I want to finally do something on my own, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or lead. I don't want to be, I don't want my thoughts and my decisions to be influenced so much by the external. And it's interesting because so much of what we think these days is influenced by, you know, for example, this watch that I bought, um, this watch that I'm wearing, I saw a YouTuber wearing it, and it looked nice on her, and so I was like, oh, oh, maybe I could buy that too, and then I did buy it, and I and I really love this watch, but it was influenced by this YouTuber. Mm. Um, similarly, we want we want to buy something. Oh no, not even we want to buy something. We see an ad, and we're like, I want that thing now because that person looked happy in the ad when they were using it or something like that. So a lot of us. We're influenced greatly nowadays. Um, yeah. It's interesting. But this actually makes me think of religion. Okay. Um, because I've had very different, differing sort of stances on religion. And I still do, technically. Where I was like, okay, you know, a lot of... Like, for a lot, a large part of my life, I was... A lot of the things that I was doing in religion, I was just doing them because people told me to do them. I didn't actually think too much about, for example, praying five times a day. Why do we do that? Like, like... You know, why do we say the certain things that we do in prayer? Um, I didn't question all those things. I would just, I was just, I just led on a path. Mm. And that, that was it. Yep. Um, and I think people that, you know, join a religion, 
or um, they are probably the real the, the the ones that are doing this properly because yeah. they know everything about the religion before they dive into it, and they have, uh, you know, they've listened to the opposition, they've listened to the support, and then they decided overall they made this decision themselves, um, and so, yeah, I think if we if we led by their example, we'd learn a lot about how we are so influenced yeah. by other people or the people around us. Yeah, because um, I, I, I thought about this a lot um, during the start of last year. Hmm. And I came to the conclusion that, well, yeah, I was born in a Muslim family. So I would have Islam imposed on me. But to have something similar to a person who is converted... Hmm. Um, who is a con- convert, um, it would be, have to be a place where the parents have not taught the child anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that when the child um, is old enough of, to really understand these things, they would go on, the, they would go out on their own and find, and find the answer. And, yeah, the instead of being influenced by what their parents think. Yeah. I think that would have been better. So I actually went up to um, and I talked to, to talk to them about this, and I said, you know, wouldn't it just have been better if you guys didn't like teach us anything about religion? We we would have we would have uh, understood or uh, tried to reach out, find information, and develop um, theories or, and things of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and Abu said, well, you you should guide your kids, the, your kids, like yeah, like I th- I think I'm not sure, but I think. So I do believe in God. Yeah. I think that might have been because Amiyabu guided me hmm. to believe in God. Hmm. I think maybe it would have been harder for me to believe in God if they didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they've been saying, you know, God is God is a thing. For God a is a being. Time. Yeah. Yep. From from when I was born. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe so I I was a bit confused there whether it would be better if parents don't teach their kids religion or they do yeah. maybe they should hmm. yeah I don't know I think if we I don't know if anyone's ever done this where you know the 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 part the the family decided when their child was born then they would not impose any ideals on the kid yeah because maybe they were from different religions. Mm-hmm. Could you be. know, and see the child grow up and decide if they believe in God or not, what sort of religion they want to be part of. Mm. I and don't know if anyone's done that. Yeah. But and if, if they have, how did that carry yeah, out? Like, yeah. Like, what happened? Maybe there's a book on that sort of thing. Maybe. Um. So. Or a movie. Yeah, or a movie. <laughs> yeah. You have something to look out for. Yeah. Um. I don't even know what you search up on the internet to find something like that. Hmm. Not imposing religion on your children. Something mm, like yeah, something like that. Alright, so. Next one. You're afraid of making mistakes. Don't be. Mistakes can be profited by. Yeah, completely agree with that. You learn from your mistakes. Always. Always, 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 always. sense. Did you have anything to add to that? I think it's no. pretty self-explanatory. Pretty, pretty, yeah. Self-explanatory. Alright. Knowledge is more than equivalent to force. We get that we don't really need to think deeply about what it means, right? Like, okay, do sense. we have any examples? Yeah, like Malala Yousafzai. Oh, yeah. She wanted knowledge. And even though people were forcing her not to, she was like, nope, I'm gonna get it. Mm. I'm gonna get it. Mm-hmm. 
and then they shot her, but she, you know, obviously still continuing to pursue her education and stuff like that. This, I mean, this doesn't really relate to that, actually, because... Why not? Because in in this, it, what the sentence is saying is that when you give someone knowledge, it has more of an impact than force will. Ah. And what we're saying, or what I was saying, was that she went for knowledge even though she was being forced not to. It, it's kind of different, if you if that makes sense. Mm. You know, it it wasn't like she was being given knowledge or she was forced yeah, to do yeah, things. Yeah, they're two different things. So knowledge is more than equivalent to force. So basically, more than equivalent would be knowledge is more than. Knowledge does more than force does. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense. You know, for example, if uh, you, you, you try to force religion on someone mm. rather than sitting them down and saying, hey, listen, this is yeah. why we think why we think you should be part of our or not even why we think you should be part this is what this is what we think this is what we think this is what other people think i'm just telling you how it is yeah it's more it works out more favorably than absolutely forcing them putting putting a knife to someone's back yeah i think it's the same with maybe parenting oh yeah yeah i think that can definitely be so true why should I have you been beaten up or something? Oh, we don't need to talk about that. I did beat you up once. Thanks. Oh, are you my parent? Thanks. Oscar. I remember the one time I hit you with a plastic bat, even though it wasn't on purpose. It was in Adelaide. We were playing cricket, and then you just happily walked out of the room, and I was playing cricket, and I, you know, like, I went and I was, I was like, no, oh, and then I was like, no. I'm sorry. No, oh, that sounds so. And you bad. were so angry at me. Of course. Like, oh, damn it. I used to be a massive uh, 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 bad person back then. Yes. No, I remember the time you punched me because when you were trying to sit down, I pulled the chair out from behind you and you fell down on your butt in a restaurant and then you punched me and I was like, man, I was so strong. Oh. Well, that's okay. <laughs> that won't happen anymore because I ain't strong anymore. Oh no, Asma! So you, you can were... you can pull the chair uh, out. No, I was. You were supposed to say that won't happen anymore because you're not a jerk and wouldn't pull the chair out on me. Jeez, Asma! No man, I'm not strong anymore. I just so look you like can, a jerk still. You can pull pull out the chair and I'll fall and I'll be like, eh. uh. <laughs> and then Nisha's gonna be like, oh, you loser! Can't even punch anymore. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, so. He is no wise man that will quit a certainty for an uncertainty. I didn't get that either. Okay, so if someone decides to go on a path that is not certain rather than a path that is certain, we say that that person um, is not a wise person. They're not smart. It makes sense. Um, But is he saying that's wrong? Or he is saying that that is fact. Actually, so so the thing is, it's it's a bit hard to take these into account because in this instance, the okay, basically, basically, what's happening in this whole? Did you get this whole thing? Like yeah. BT is is talking a lot to to Montag, and his head is spinning. He's like, "What the heck is going on? I have no idea." Did you, did you get what was going on in this? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Um, but basically, so for those of you who maybe didn't understand, so basically what's happening here is BT is trying to tell him, listen, books, books, like, they're not taking you anywhere. Because, and then he starts saying all these quotes from books that are contradicting each other. Hmm. So, me reading that out is a contradiction to the previous thing. 
Okay. Or will be a contradiction to what whatever we're talking about. So, so this quote isn't exactly from this book, right? No, no, no. The, yeah. These are these are from from different books. Yeah. Okay. So we can't really say. So the author's trying to say this. Yeah. Yeah. True. We yeah. could say some other author's trying to say something, but it's out of context. Um. So, um. I think what's really what basically I think what you get from this whole sort of thing is the, the um. It's page 103 for those that have my edition, which is a 60th anniversary edition. On page 63, this whole sort of length of text, what it makes you think of is that you can say something and then literally use another thing mm. to say. Or or you can say something and it can mean two different things based on how you read it. Um, and basically, BT was trying to make the argument that, listen, books are so, like like, you know... You can have different thoughts on them based on how you read them. Um, that's why they're so contradicting to each other. They cause so much conflict. That's why we shouldn't read them. And movies are easier because, you know, it's just visceral content. Like, not visceral. Visceral's deep. Like, superficial content. Like, you know, it goes over your head. You don't You don't need to form any thoughts about it. Yeah. So, um, that page, I guess. Yeah, so BT is trying to say that books are too open to interpretation. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. why we don't have them. Yeah. That's why it just, it can cause so much suffering conflict. and, uh, yeah, conflict against people. So, interesting. Okay. Because, yeah, he's kind of saying that books are something to argue about. And that's why you've got written, gotten rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And instead they've brought in these... Uh, one-sided where text. one-sided yeah something that you just watch you get entertained by it and that's it you move on with your life yep. nothing really happens much alright the next one is we all have our harps to play and it's up to you now to know which ear you'll listen oh to know with which ear you'll listen right so you're standing in a crowd of people and it's divided one person is supporting Trump the other person isn't supporting Trump and everyone and I think this is talking about the freedom of speech mm. anyone has their uh, the right to say what they want yeah and it is your personal decision to choose which side you go on if either side um yeah yeah did you have did you want to say anything mm. else in there? Uh, no I think it's pretty self-explanatory as well Cute. Alright, but that's the wonderful thing about man. He never gets so discouraged or disgusted that he gives up doing it. That he gives up doing it all over again. Because he knows very well it is important and worth the doing. So for example, you know, worrying about climate change and trying to do something about it. I don't think we would ever get to the point where we're like, man, what's the point? Like, you know, I'm trying, but nothing's gonna come out of this. Let me just stop doing it. I don't think we would ever get to that point because we know that this is an important cause that we're thinking about and working towards okay okay uh i think this one's really interesting right i'll read it out everyone must leave something behind when they die my grandfather said a child or a book or a painting or a house or a wall built or a pair of shoes made or a garden planted something your hand touch something your hand touched some way so your soul has somewhere to go when you die and when people look at that tree or that flower you planted, you're there. It doesn't matter what you do. So long as you change something from the way it was before you touched it into something that's like you after you take your hands away. The difference between the man who cuts lawns and a real gardener is in the touching. 
the lawn cutter might just as well not have been there at all. The gardener will be there a lifetime. Hmm. So, because I, I create stuff, right? Like I make, I crochet stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I write sometimes. Yeah. And that has me reflected in them. Do you think there's something that you do in which parts of you are reflected? For example, if you, like for example, if you die, right? Hmm. Um, what do people have to remember you by that is not just their memories? Yeah. Okay. So I think that is something that I, well, in the past, maybe it won't be in the future, but up till now, that's something that I haven't valued at all. Ah, okay. I just don't value um, what people will think of, think of me when I'm gone. Um, how people will remember me. Because it, it doesn't matter to me whether I would be forgotten or not after I pass away. <laughs> um, I honestly don't really understand why it's such a big thing to people. Why is it a big thing to you? Well, actually, honestly... Um, it's, it's not really about that for me that much as well, um, about leaving something behind so that people remember me. It's in the present, right? Yeah. It's That's about, what you care about, It's right? about creating stuff with my hands. Mm. Um, so that would be writing or, or crocheting, like you're doing stuff with your hands or you're creating something. Yeah. It's more about that. Yeah. And this guy is relating it to death for some reason. No, but there are people. A lot of there are a lot of people who care about that yeah, stuff yeah. a lot. Um, how people, whether they'll be forgotten. Mm. I know someone who who it, it, that's the most important thing to them. Mm. What will people remember me by when I am when I'm gone? When I'm gone, why does it matter? Well, people like the uh, the idea of maybe be still being alive in yeah, some way. In some way, yeah. You know, um, it's about the glory, like the Greek gods, Greek. You know, back in in ancient Greece, I think that was a big thing. Hmm. Having um, legacy, having a legacy, having glory—that's what Jason wanted. <laughs> who? Jason? Jason? Who? Oh, come on! Oh, uh, Jason! Didn't don't we all? Hate oh Jason? my God! Wow! What a, what a jerk! Yeah, that's what Jason wanted, right? And that's what a lot of apparently people in the in Greek in Greece. Wanted as well, mm. um, the glory to be outlived and to be remembered in history. Uh, I don't, I don't really understand why it's so important. Okay, <clears throat> the next one. I don't know if this will lead to anything, but my grandfather hoped that some days, someday, our cities would open up more and let the green and the land and the wilderness in more to remind people that we're allotted a little space on Earth and that we survive in that wilderness. That can take back what it has given as easily as blowing its breath on us or sending the sea to tell us we are not so big. When we forget how close the wilderness is in the night, someday it will come in and get us, for we will have forgotten how terrible and real it can be. It's just about nature. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Alright. This one is interesting. And it's the last one. So we're coming to a close. <clears throat> there was a silly bird called a phoenix we've got one thing the phoenix never had we know the silly thing we just did because a phoenix you know what a phoenix is right so a phoenix grows old yep. and then burns mm -hmm. and then becomes a chick again yeah and grows and again burns. Some... yeah just yeah. regenerating like that um so it's just sort of saying how when the phoenix burns off it forgets everything starts to work so we remember 
the things we do. Yeah, so it's saying that humans do the same thing, you know, they they burn off and then they rejuvenate, except the, the difference is that we remember, we remember the stuff from the past. We know all the silly things that we've done for a thousand years, and as long as we know that and always have it around when we can see it, someday we'll stop making the funeral pyres and jumping in the middle of them. Even when we had the books on hand a long time ago, we didn't use what we got out of them. We went right on insulting the dead. We went right on spitting in the graves of all the poorer ones who died before us. Yeah. So basically, it's just saying that, you know, we, we, we let history repeat itself time and time again. We don't take things seriously. Um, we just, yeah, we're like, haha, they, 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 they didn't know anything. The time has changed. Times have changed and stuff. Um, but I think that's very prevalent right now as well. Yeah. Thing like for example war as well. We it seems like we haven't learned anything. Not at all. Um yeah. What how do you how do we go about that? So, you know, what is something some action we can take from that final thing? The fact that we know the past thousand years or maybe maybe not on a societal level cuz we can't influence that. But maybe on a personal level, mm. right? Mm-hmm. What does that sort of teach you? Because uh, I have an example, but if you can... Okay, you, you go ahead first. Okay, so basically, um, we have this aunt. Ah, great aunt. Okay, so my my mother's dad's sister, who is our great aunt. Um, or we, we call her Nani, which is the grandmother. Grandmother from the mother's side is yep. Nani. So um, she has spent... Her whole life in the service of other people. You know, she's always t- taking care of other people very selflessly and has always put them first. And I think would also go out of her way, even if she was not feeling too good yeah. um, physically, like if she had, because she has arthritis, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And so she would go out of her way to help people, cook food for them, take care of them, even if she was in a lot of pain. And I recently sort of, I came across... An instance where I realized that there was a specific person that she was really reaching out for and really caring for who did not give a crap about her. And and she just... Uh, she knew that, but she still kept on just going at it, like taking care of this person and and, and trying to do everything she could to, to, to bring him comfort and stuff like that. Um, and it just... She didn't say anything about it to me. But it just made me think that, man, you know, I I really don't want to be the kind of person that in the end, ha- like, has has put others first so much that, that I am falling apart inside, mm. you know? I want to be, I want to ca- take care of myself. Yeah. I want to be there for myself. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think that's selfish, but I think if she had taken more care of herself... And obviously, there's massive respect for her mm. for the stuff that she did. Mm. Not everyone can do that sort of stuff. Yeah. But if she had taken care of herself more, it would have allowed her to take better care of people. Look out for herself. Know when to say no to someone because they don't really deserve the help that they're getting. Um, I mean, I can't say that, you know, I don't know what that person had gone through in their life. And the reason why they were treating her the certain way, I, I shouldn't... I don't know. Um, I tend to do that where I try to come up with excuses for people. You know, where I'm like, oh no, like, like if if I'm feeling negative feelings about them, I I try to 
come up with excuses for people as to why it's not. But maybe I maybe I shouldn't do that so much. Mm. Like I have a feeling, and I should just roll with it. Okay. Not question it too much. But anyway, yeah. So so it taught me, and this was obviously it's it's a very it's not it it hasn't been broadcast to the world. You know, it's not something that I got from a book or like some authority figure was saying it. Just, just from a personal experience and so it's that is what that taught me and what did it teach you that that i need to take care of myself more and i should not constantly be in the service of people because sometimes it leads to people it leads to people taking advantage of you and you know and not really treating you well from her history i taught i was i learned this and i will try and implement it in my life um and there's other examples as well but yeah so are you asking what can we do about war specifically? No, no, no. I'm just asking. So obviously we find out. So you know how, like you talk to any old person hmm. and they're like, you know, you ask them, oh, what do you regret the most in your life? Yeah. And most of the time they're talking about their relationships and stuff. Right? Oh, are like, they? Oh, what are they generally talking about? Oh, I've never asked an old oh, person that. Because I feel like, like, I think there was a study done on like many, many people. Hmm. And I think the general consensus was that people were like, man, I didn't spend that much time with my relationships. Okay. I didn't cherish them that much. I didn't... All this sort of stuff. Yeah, I think so. I think I've, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, um, and obviously, I might be completely wrong about this. So, I'll, I'll research into this after we do the podcast. But we'll, con- we'll, like, you know. So, from these all these people saying this stuff, we can change something about ourselves to not have that feeling when we're dying. Yeah. To, to look back and think, okay... I spent a lot of time with my family. I gave them a lot of love. I would listen to my friends. I would hang out with them. I would be there for them. Um, I would receive the same. Yeah, and I would, I would, I would be with company that gives me the same thing. Because a lot of thing, a lot, a lot of us, I think, are not really about that yeah. as much. Yeah. So a lot of us are more about chasing success and uh, money and stuff like that, fame, whatever. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's something that we can learn. Because I don't think if I was a world leader i would be able to learn from my from the previous leaders yeah about how to go about dealing with things mm-hmm. not even the previous leaders like the way the the general public reacted to, to these things yeah and how they feel about it but we can't like that, that's not in my power i think just on personal levels if we because maybe um people do that a lot where they're like oh i was from the past you know it doesn't that stuff doesn't really apply anymore. Mm. We're a different generation now. Yeah. Things are different now. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure every generation thinks that, though. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, every generation is different, but there's so many parallels. There's so many things that are similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We shouldn't dif- differentiate that much. We should learn from them. Yep. All right. So, that brings us to a close. Was there any any last comments you wanted to make? Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the writing? Oh yes. Okay. So, um, considering this has gone for almost two hours, I'll just read out one sentence, which I thunk, thought, which I think, which, which I, I thunk, thunk, which I thunk. Have I? Did I do that before as well? No. Why actually. do I feel like okay? You said anime. Anime. Thank you, Asma. Thank you. Actually, I don't even need to find it because I remember memorized it. Wow. <laughs> um. So there's this book, what's so beautiful about it, apart from the fact that it has a lot of insight, makes you think a lot about the human condition and and people and the way we function in society, the writing is just absolutely stunning. Did you feel that when you were reading? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, lovely. So 
there's just so much to love about the way it's written. So there's one specific sentence which I will say now, which is, "The trees let down their dry rain." Right? I think that's so beautiful, and it 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 just oh, there's so much to unpack in that sentence. What is like? Do you, do you get what he's saying there? Mm. Yeah, it's it's just it's just so beautiful. It's like so. For if anyone doesn't get it, it they're saying that the trees were letting go of their leaves and the leaves were sort of falling down from the from the tree like rain and it just creates such a beautiful image in your mind you can hear the sounds you as can well. hear the sounds you can you can it's, it's just it's just stunning and it's amazing that he was able to do that um so yeah it's like i think there's a lot to appreciate about that in this book yep and it's just the way it's written is very different from anything I've ever read. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's very sort of expressionist. Maybe. Uh, like, for example, if I wanted to say another line, it would be... Uh, let me find... Actually, I wrote the... I've said, I said the wrong thing. But anyway, it was relatively close. The trees overhead made a great sound of letting down their dry rain. Is the actual quote. Um... So the, in, on the first page, it says, he strode in a swarm of fireflies. And that's beautiful because there were actually no fireflies there. It was actually, you know, he just burned a house and he was walking away from it. And the sparks coming out of the fire made it look like there were fireflies. And it's really sad because fire is a thing that destroys yeah. fireflies are like part of nature. Mm. So it's like this cute, it's a cute, huh, it's this cool juxtaposition. Um, but it, it paints this beautiful image in your mind about this guy, guy, uh, guy walking, and his lights around him. Yeah. So that's something that's that's really worth appreciating about the book. Hmm. So a definite recommendation to read. Yours. Yours. If you guys haven't read it. Yes. Um. Yeah. That's basically that's all we have for this one. We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, two-part segment yes um <laughs> and the podcast is now available on google podcasts as well yes so you can check it out there um if you are listening to it somewhere else uh yeah but overall um thank you for listening if you have any thoughts um that you'd like to share with us please uh email us at cardchitchats at gmail.com or dm us on instagram under the same name we also have a website called chart Car, char, carchitchats.com um, and you can send an email through that as well if you'd like to otherwise it's got the show notes on it but yeah thank you so much yep thank you bye bye where are you gonna say a specific word like a I love his friend <laughs> okay <laughs>